You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald, here with always, as always with Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how's it going today? I'm good today, Jim. Looking forward to today's topic. This is going to be the uh, final pillar we're going to discuss. Pillar number six. Which one? Uh, which one are we going to be talking about today, Tyson? Or well, pillar six? You just said it. <laughs> I know, but like, what's it about, though? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, so pillar six is online marketing. When I actually wrote my first book, I called it web-based marketing. Not sure why. Uh, and then when I wrote the second book, uh, it's no secret there's money in small business. I changed it to online marketing, and that's where I've sort of stayed. So today's topic: pillar six, online marketing. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to determine, you know, determine that. I think web was kind of a big uh, thing earlier in the mm. day, and then it kind of switched into online. And now you get a lot of the digital marketing stuff because there, you know, some things, whether they're apps or what they are, you know, it's whether it's online, is it on the phone, you know, just kind of a catch-all phrase. So you kind of, you know, things change over time, don't they? Yeah, it's and what was funny, what changed a lot with my thinking, was when I wrote my first book, "It's No Secret There's Money in Podiatry." I said all pillars were equal. And what I meant by that was you should put an equal amount of time into each pillar over a given time frame. My thinking changed though. Over a three or four year period, all of a sudden I realized, no, all pillars aren't equal. Pillar one to five are equal and you should put time into them. But pillar number six, online marketing, is the king. It is the dominant pillar out of all of them. It's something that you should constantly be working on Whereas the others, I do this thing called uh, pillar rotation. So, so I, when, in my marketing workshops, I explain how you, it might be one month, put focus on, say, professional referrers. The next month, you might taper that down a lot. Don't give up on it completely, but you put your focus into pillar number two, non-professional. And you do that each month, you rotate. But pillar six, your online marketing is something you should always be working on. You don't sort of Oh, we'll give that a break for six months and come back to it later. It's something you should always be working on. No, that makes total sense. Obviously, me being a uh, digital marketer and a provider of you know, marketing services with podiatrists, I definitely <laughs> agree with that. But how did you come to that that conclusion or that? How did you have that epiphany uh, that is something that needs to be done? You know, it's a little bit above the level of the other pillars. Well, it was because I was looking at my own habits. So when I had the podiatry clinic, I was every week I was always writing a blog on something. I was always going back and just looking at my website and tidying things up. If I was doing, say, external marketing, say I was placing an ad in the newspaper, yes, it's fine to have that ad, but, and then that ad may end up online because you, newspapers went digital as well. So I'm thinking, even though I'm doing that's external marketing, but at the bottom of the ad, I'd always have something there about our website. So I realized that all the other pillars kept feeding into the online marketing pillar, which made me realize your online marketing never stops. It's always something that you must be thinking about. So we could have an editorial in a newspaper. We would get an electronic version of that. I would then take that electronic version and I'd put it onto our social media pages. Once again, I'm back onto the online. So I, I noticed through my own marketing habits that I may not always do external marketing, but I was always doing online marketing. So it, I just realized it is a constant. It, you must always be working at it. No, that makes total sense. I think you, you touched on a topic, which is that 
you know, your brick and mortar clinic is your physical presence in the real world. Yeah. And your website and your online marketing is that presence and that kind of home base, if you will, for where things get pointed to with the links or go information, you know, it's all paths lead back to your, your website and your online presence. So that it makes total sense to me. Yeah. Well, my friend, Nikki Jerd, who did my website and the one thing Nikki and I were doing a workshop together once and she said, your website is your mothership and everything you do should be keep is to push everyone back to your mothership so you don't run an ad and say hey go to my facebook page but in your facebook page you may have something there but you always want to try and link it back to your website and and i think that's something that people forget sometimes they'll do an ad go to my facebook page if you don't do that get them to your website it's your website, which is, you own everything on your website as well, which is important. No, that's hugely important. You don't, you don't control those other platforms, right? And they, they're always changing the rules. Um, you know, they, they, once they're on those platforms, they may send them to a different podiatrist, you know, they might, who might be advertising on yeah. those platforms. So when you do send them to your home base or to your website or to your online presence, then you have that, you kind of control the environment um, or you work with a, like a provider who has built a website for your ideal patient, so it's just more attractive to them. So yeah, that I definitely agree with that that line of thinking. Yeah, so you might be sending something to a professional referrer. Always have information there on how they can find your website or anything else that you, you're sort of doing online. You might have a focus for the month on internal marketing. What are we gonna do internally in our business to attract more patients? And we've spoken on that. But, every, but eventually, you can't just constantly keep putting 100% energy in it. And that's what I meant about the, the pillar rotation was put a lot of focus into it over a period of time, but you've got to let it taper down. You don't give up on it, but you've got to put your focus onto another pillar, but never lose focus on uh, on your website, writing blog articles, looking at your, your social footprint. How often are you posting? Do you have a strategy for all your, your online presence? And that's the thing that a lot of people tend to forget. They will do a... Facebook post this week, won't do one for another three weeks, then all of a sudden they might do five in a week. There's no strategy and thinking behind social media, blog writing, updating websites, and I think that's something that needs to be well thought out with yourself, your team, and whoever else you're working with. You'd do this with your clients, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you have to have some, like set up consistent expectations for a cadence of information. If, Like you said, if you're... It, you know, if you're sending out a monthly email and people are expecting it, you're probably more likely to get some feedback and for the people to expect it and not market as spam or unsubscribe. It's when you, you know, it's when, when you're being erratic with, with the, that cadence, like you go from, you know, one email, like every six months, and then all of a sudden, you know, four in a month, people are going to be like, what's even going on here? It's, yeah. it, it can I create it's like a bad user, kind of a bad patient experience. So like you said, a lot of these channels, especially on the digital side, you just have to have a routine. Um, not that that stuff has to be exactly the same, but you need to like get into a good habit. I mean, it's kind of like this podcast, right? It comes out you know, every Monday. It does. Um, I schedule it on Sundays. You do a great job of editing it. And like, it's one of those things where like we have a consistent workflow where people are expecting to get a no new show on Monday. So it's no different when you're uh, marketing your podiatry clinic. I, I love that word that you're using cadence because it'd be no different to someone doing a marathon and just getting that, that rhythm going and they just keep running and they go for 42 kilometers. I'd go for about 400 meters and that'd be it for me. <laughs> but 
they just get the rhythm. They don't walk for a certain period of time and then sprint and then stop, have a bit of a rest, sprint again, and then start walking. That's not how you do a marathon. <laughs> it's well, well, yeah. it's that, well, it's that a, regular beat. It's that consistent sort of action that you're doing over a long period of time. Well, it's like those, like when you see a kid run a cross-country race or a track race for the first time, right? Let's say it's an 800 meters. It's two laps around the track. Yeah. 99% of the time, 100% of the time, that kid is going to run the first lap the fastest, right? <laughs> so like you get out to like, that's how you are in digital. Some people are in digital marketing or in online marketing, right? Like it's exciting. I'm going to get it. I'm going to do all those things really quick. And then the kid gets to the second lap and it's like, is he going to, is he going to even make it around the, around the track on that second lap? His hands, you know, his hands are on his hips. He's huffing and puffing, slowing down. Like the same thing happens with enthusiasm around kind of these new, these new shiny objects sometimes, and even in digital marketing, right? So you just have to have that, that steady pace, that cadence, and just be like you talked about from a marathon, try to hit even splits, yeah. be, you know, be even Steven and steady, and that's going to win the race. Yeah, well, I have seen people do that with the website and you can tell, you'll go to the website, you'll click on the blog section, they'll have eight blog articles there. All came out within about two, two or three weeks of each other four years ago. There was nothing. There was so much excitement. Oh, I've got my website, write a blog. Next week, write a blog. Next week, write a blog. Three years later, no blog. And it just, it just died. And you can have a look and have latest news items on their website. It'll be something that happened three years ago, around the same time they wrote the blogs. You'll yeah. go to their Facebook pages and it'll be the same thing. There's, there's all this action in short periods of time, like the kid doing the first 400 metres, and then all of a sudden there's there's nothing for three weeks. Then all of a sudden there's action. And you can normally tell when there's a new team member has turned up who might be a little bit tech savvy or loves the whole online world, and that creates the excitement again. But then once again, it dies back off. Yeah. So have you got tips? Have you got any tips on what you would advise people when it comes to creating the right cadence or creating a strategy for their, for their overall online marketing pillar? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things you talked about there. I think it's about um, finding those kind of high impact channels or things that they think uh, will benefit um, kind of the niche or the specialty they're in. And then just starting off, it's, I think it's better to start off doing less, but consistently less yeah. as opposed to like, just like getting kind of, like I said, these kind of bright, shiny objects, right? Like you want to try to do like, eight things in the first month when you're trying to do these things. So like, you know, like I kind of walk people through like the first step of any online presence is like that website, right? Like get a professional looking website, get authentic photos, get testimonials from people. Like that's like kind of the baseline work on your home. And then you can branch out into other aspects of, you know, whether it be Facebook organic or Facebook ads or Google ads, those other things can be added on uh, in the future, but just like making sure that you have that, home base which is uh appeals to your ideal uh patient with the type of care you want to provide the type of patients you treat and just like iterate on that um and it's not always perfect to start start off with but just you know getting things that show you as the expert you know to have that kind of symbols of trust on your website testimonials from people that um you've helped uh, basically overcome certain injuries or perform certain procedures you know i think really kind of like dialing in um a unique professional looking website is kind of the first step. And mm. then, and then like you can talk about blog post writing, but the, the, the foundation of the content on that website 
and you know highlighting your expertise should be like the first thing that needs to be iterated on because you're not going to get it even a great web website provider uh, that's going to take some time and some feedback with that person to get it dialed into where it should be yeah and one thing i always warn people and i've probably said it before if you make your own website and you do your own website you design the whole thing just be careful because even parents with ugly kids think they look good <laughs> so if you've done your own website and you go, oh, geez, I've done a good job. It looks so good. Even if you just ask close family and friends, they might tell you, oh, yeah, it looks it looks good. But it may not. And I think that's where using a professional person to, unless you're an expert at it yourself and you know seriously what looks good. But if you're not, like I would never design my own website. I had it done for me. I do everything behind the scenes now and I, I look after it and I nurture it and I do everything I should but I didn't do the design because I know all my kids look good. So, <laughs> so well, I'd be biased. Well, you love your practice. You love yeah. what you do uh, for work. And it's really hard to be unbiased and really take a, like step into the shoes of the patient or to some stranger coming onto your website and wanting to perform a certain action because you know, you know all the care you provide. You know how to get in contact with your clinic. You know all these things. So you kind of already project that onto the website but someone who's never been to your website, doesn't know you, doesn't know the care you provide, is looking for certain types of information on your website. Like they have a different mindset and it's really, really hard when you're inside your practice to really see that perspective. It takes, you know, not that you have to have some crazy expensive website, but you need to have an outside perspective to like do those steps, those actions that not only are gonna benefit you in your clinic, but also will benefit the community and your prospective patients. Yeah. It's true. And I think the other part with your website, your website is a really good place to, one, people are going to find you. You're going to have, you're going to have patients that will come to your website for starters, but you're going to have complete strangers that turn up at your website. And I think it's a good idea to have something there that you can offer that they can download for free in exchange for their email address. So you need to have yeah, a good CRM program in the background that you're collecting these email addresses. And then once again, you're nurturing those. To me, that is all part of your whole your whole online presence, doing e-newsletters is part of your online presence. Connecting with other businesses on social media and other other people through LinkedIn is part of your online presence. So even though we've spent, yeah, we've talked a lot about websites, just think if any single time you're in front of your computer and you're using the internet somewhere, that is part of your online work. And like I said, it needs to be part of your cadence. You need to get a habit of doing certain things. I know some people that when it comes to, um, like say Instagram, for example, they might have an Instagram page and they dedicate, yeah, it might be one hour a week where all they do is just dedicate that one hour a week towards Instagram because it's a, a platform that works well for them. Other people I know jump on TikTok. You can't, you can't be on every platform and do it well. So to me, it's important to talk to your patients, find out what platforms they are on your ideal patient and then focus your attention into those platforms. And that's all part of your, your online strategy as well. Yeah. It's also about talking to your patients. I think we talked about in a previous podcast about patient surveys and just having conversations with our patients about what they like, where they're at. Um, they don't have to be invasive conversations, right? Or yeah. pump people for too much personal information. But when you get the general sense of where those ideal patients are coming from, like you said, you know, knowing what channels they are, what social platforms, and then being there, being visible on those channels is super important because this is always something that's changing. 
you know, that this is, you know, Facebook used to show every, like all your friends, all your posts and doesn't work that way anymore. No. You know, these, these platforms, you know, are, are, they want to be fed by uh, user engagement. So, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, or if it's something controversial, it's going to get a lot more engagement. They want to show that um, to people <laughs> to keep them on the platforms and looking at advertising. I put something on my personal page uh, a little while ago and it had, and I, and the, I did a little photo and it had knobhead alert or knobhead warning, I think it said. It was probably one of the most engagement I've ever got on a post <laughs> that I've done. And it was about someone who had approached me, yeah, like a friend request. I saw it. I had a look and I said, oh, yeah, I know some of these people that they know. So I said, okay, I accepted it. Then all of a sudden this person was like, hey, you should have a look at my, yeah, I can help you 10 times your business. And I went, ah, here we go. So I went and had a look at his profile, dug it a little bit deeper, and I sent him a message said, can I offer you a little suggestion? When I go to your personal page, I learn nothing about you. All it is is, is 100% business from start to finish. Nothing. Next thing, he tells me to F off. <laughs> He starts like he starts arguing with me and, and getting really rude and, and all this and I was like, so I gave him the fl- well he actually unfriended me before I could unfriend him because <laughs> I just kept stirring him I kept picking at him to make get him all fired up but then yeah I just put knobhead alert that I I'm sick of people connecting with you on social media purely just to ram stuff down your throat it's really annoying the reason I bring that up is even with your own Facebook pages that's connected with your clinic, just remember that if your patients are following you, they don't want constant podiatry stuff just rammed down their throat every single day. Mix it up. Share some podiatry information. Direct them to your website. But at other times, let them see a little bit more about who you are so they know that you're a person. And... Whether it's something about the community, it could be a, a quote, it could be a, a, an interesting story, but don't just make it all about you and your podiatry business because it can get boring really, really fast. No, I totally agree. If you don't have a little bit of personality in there and you're always asking like schedule appointments, schedule appointments, schedule appointments, yeah. they'll they'll tune you out, they'll unlight the page and they'll move on because uh, no one wants to be, you know, not, I would say it's being hassled, but just you don't want to have that constantly in your face. Um, you want to have... A person, you know, that those channels are to build trust, to build relationships, uh, and it should be approached that way. And if it's trying to be, you know, just a transaction, most people are just going to tune that out or just delete or unlike. So, oh, definitely. And I've seen pages that do it really well. You'll see they might have a couple of thousand pe- yeah, people following it. You can tell the, the engagement by how many, yeah, how many people are not just liking it, anyone can just like it's the comments that people do, or it's the, how many times it is shared. So when I put the thing, knobhead alert, that was shared three or four times very, very quickly because people read them and went, yeah, I, I hate that too. And they shared it on their page, which made my post even more popular. But you can see the, the clinics that don't do it well, they'll post something. It'll have three likes from their mum, their dad, <laughs> and the business owner. They, their staff don't even like it. <laughs> so I'm thinking if you're posting stuff at the moment on social media and you're not getting any engagement, just change the angle of it. Just do something a little bit different. Yep, it's about iterating, experimenting a little bit with different types of content and uh, yeah, and then you'll find your niche. Yeah, so with in review of the whole online presence, just remember uh, the six marketing pillars, one to five are 
all equal, but number six, your online marketing is something you must keep working on, keep improving, keep trying to get better, test new things. And and a tip that somebody gave me ages ago said, every time a new platform comes on board, say for example, it's TikTok or whatever it is, sign up for it. You don't have to use it, but at least sign up for it and try and get your practice name as soon as possible. Get your practice name and even your personal name, even if you never use it, because you don't know which platforms are going to do what. Who would have thought Facebook was, I thought Facebook was crap when I first saw it. I was wrong. Nikki Jed, yeah, good friend, she said, it'll never last. She admits it was, she was wrong. And even the people who use Facebook, it's changed over the years. The, you know, now it's like people our age, my daughter who's 17 goes, Facebook, oh, why would I want to go on Facebook? I'm on Snapcrap or something. So, <laughs> so you never know. Just keep, keep watching what's happening. Grab your name and your business name if you can, whether you use it or not. So that's all I had to say, Jim, on this topic. I, I want you to conclude because this is more your area than my area. Well, yeah, but I think you have some good, impu- some good input and thoughts there. I think the biggest thing you said is like, it's kind of, it translates to like what people do in their podiatry education as well. It's like continuous learning, right? Like yeah. we don't, like the world, like the world we live in is changes all the time. So we have to be ready to be disrupted or what the next big thing is. And not that you have to, like you said, you don't have to jump in and become like a, a crazy TikTok dancer like I'm sure you are behind the scenes. Oh, I have, I'll, awesome. have to look, I'll have to look up Tyson Franklin on TikTok when I'm, we're done with this podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but but you just have to like, like you said, just see what's out there and then focus on a few things. Have a good cadence of quality content. And if it's not hitting, then, you know, make some adjustments. But no, I thought that, you know, this it totally makes total sense that the online marketing is that biggest pillar and the one you're working on cons- on a consistent basis. So so thanks for sharing those tips today. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, Tyson. Okay. I look forward to it. I look forward to the next episode. Talk to you later, Jim. See you, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.